Hello, everyone. This is Blake. With me is Pastor Ryan. We are continuing our journey through the Second London Baptist Confession of Faith. Ryan, how you doing, brother? I'm doing well. Doing very well. Very good. So today we are in chapter four. Chapter four has three paragraphs. And the title of chapter four is Of Creation. And this comes on the heels. Last time we spoke of God's decree this time of creation. So brother, start us off. Talk to me a little bit about why this chapter is is placed where it is in the confession. Does that have does that have significance and if so, how so? No, that's a great question, brother. I think it it does. I mean, if you think so this week our church is uh looking at chapter 4. Um, if you consider uh, the way that the confession has been laid out thus far, we started with scripture in chapter one, which is appropriate because it's through the scripture that we learn the truths of God and his plan of salvation. So right. after the scripture, we start in the second chapter with God and who God is as the triune uh, God. And then after that, chapter three was on God's decree, God's decree of all things, ordaining of all things. Um and then out of chapter three, the next two chapters are really like twin uh, prongs, if you will, of God's decree. In chapter four, it's creation. And in chapter five, it's providence. So God has decreed both the creation of all things and the ongoing government of all things. And then I don't want to get ahead of myself, but chapter six is going to be the fall um, of humanity into sin. And then after that, it becomes a very covenantal document because chapter seven is the covenant and all the chapters after that for a long way deal with covenant realities, blessings uh, uh, found in salvation. And so the structure of the confession is very, very intentional. So we find ourselves in this first place of God's decree now of creation. Oh, very good. That's that's helpful. In paragraph one, one thing that stands out, perhaps it didn't stand out as much to the writers of the confession or the people who were reading it in their immediate context, but it says six days creation was completed in the space of six days. This is pre-Darwin. Um, and now this is something that's a hot topic in our day. Yeah. What did they mean? by six days. Yeah, I mean, there are many researchers uh, of confessions, both the Westminster Confession, the London Baptist Confession of Faith. Obviously, James Renahan's new work is helpful. Um, but I think it's pretty clear that the writers of both the Westminster Confession of Faith and the Second London were uh, meaning what the words mean on the surface, uh, six 24-hour days. And I don't think that they had to debate that the way that many in our day do. Now, obviously, I think to hold to the confession uh, fully and completely, one would say, okay, yeah, that's what I espouse, uh, six 24-hour days. But that doesn't mean that one has to posit a specific age of the earth. And we don't have to get into that debate today. But what's referenced here is just the spacing of Genesis. And that's really what the text of Genesis chapter one says. So really, the debate doesn't have to be too dogmatic. Uh, but it does say what it says, and yet we can say that uh, what is not included is, well, how old is the earth? 
uh, because that's not a question that's uh, a part of the the discussion of this chapter. Yeah, yeah. What what the writers do say here in this first paragraph, they don't tell us. Um, they they do tell us why, and it's it's very simple. It pleased God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's right for the manifestation of the glory. And then it lists his eternal power, wisdom, and goodness to create. So we hear why he created. That's right. It pleased him to do so. All right, brother. In the second paragraph, we read about the law of God written on their hearts. This is speaking of Adam and Eve. Law of God is written on their hearts, and they're given a power to fulfill it. This is all in paragraph two. So they have some sort of knowledge. They have some sort of law. And this is different from the very specific law that we read about, which is the law that they heard, the command they heard not to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So there's this specific command, and then there's this law written on their heart. We don't read what laws are on their hearts, at least not in Genesis. So can you talk to us about the differences between... Uh, these two sets of laws, if you will. Yeah, I mean, it's very appropriate, brother, that in chapter four, the paragraph on creation, we read of the law written on the heart of God's pinnacle of creation, his 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 image bearers, um, Adam and Eve. And what was written on God, on their hearts was God's moral law, uh, which would later be summarized in the Ten Commandments. It is a reflection of God's character. Let me just give you one example. We think of, for instance, the sixth commandment, thou shalt not kill. Well, that's a reflection of God's character because God is life. He is the creator of life. And so to reflect him, we don't take life. Um, and so on and on these kinds of things go, These go right? I mean, the seventh commandment, don't commit adultery. That's a reflection of God. He is faithful. So we yeah. should be faithful. So the moral law is ever abiding. It's always uh, the requirement for human beings. And it's that law that we break. Um, and fall into uh, sin our ourselves every single day. Um, but you're right, there is another mention of law in paragraph three. And theologians call that positive law because it's a specific command that's given for a particular uh, season and in a particular place. You know, Jim Renahan and his work on the confession, which we reference from time to time, defines positive law. He says, quote, it is an added commandment given by revelation differing from moral or natural law in that knowledge of it will only come externally by means of divine exclosure or disclosure. For example, circumcision and baptism are both positive laws, end quote. And he's absolutely right. These are commands that are specifically given by revelation for a particular time, covenant, or season. And so in the Garden of Eden, the positive law was don't eat of a particular tree, but they still had the moral law written on their hearts. And in breaking that positive law, they broke the moral law as well. Is that helpful? That is. So which commands did they break? They broke the positive commands, do not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, but they're also... We could say they broke the fourth command. They did not honor. I'm sorry. They they the fifth command. They did not honor their father. Um, could we say that they broke anything else? Yes, any other, I would. I, I would. The ten commands. 
And other theologians have, have talked about this. I think you could say that in breaking that positive law, they broke every single one of the Ten Commandments in in in, in heart or in deed. Um, you know, they uh, had other gods, namely themselves, before God. They didn't reverence God. Um, they didn't worship God the way that God had told them to. Um, yeah. Adam wasn't faithful to uh, lead his wife in the way that God had given, and on and on it goes. Yeah. Um, but I think this distinction of moral law and positive law is important because it shows up throughout the rest of Scripture. Um, and it's an important thing when someone, you know, perhaps when we're evangelizing, someone says, well, the Bible says don't eat shellfish. You Christians eat shellfish. Why do you do that? Well, there's a distinction between the old covenant positive law and the forever ongoing abiding moral law, right? And that is discussed in chapter Four, and it's helpful to get that distinction right now, and we'll see it again later in the, in the confession. Yeah, that's it's really helpful, and it also helps us um, to recognize the Ten Commandments are binding forever. That's right. Yeah. Well, good stuff, brother. Um, let's end it here, and Lord willing, for everyone listening, uh, we'll do this again next week, picking up in Chapter 5. See you guys.